Yes, it is Wednesday. It's February 21. The Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. A very good morning to you. If you are just tuning in, uh, NRL.com has a story. Daily joins IRL board. We have to keep building, is what the great man says. Strong quote, wasn't it? What are you building? Very strong. What, What are you building? Are you going into new territories? Are you, taking, are you taking on China? Are you taking on yeah. India? Mate, you never know. You never know. Well, I've got Rug- great visions. Rugby league is an international sport. My vision is strong and bold. Just pick the countries you like holidaying in and take it there. Just don't have starting with, mate, I'm telling Starting you. with the States. Mate, I'm telling you. What are you telling me? India's, uh, India's under pressure. <laughs> I'm going to attack there first. Well, don't miss China on the way. We'll start a nines competition over there. Oh, dear. That'll work. Just to start with. Hello, Dean Bulldog Richie. How are you? Yeah, good morning, men. Interesting day, Loz. The dream is alive, What Bulldog? are you blokes laughing about? The dream is, it is fair alive. fair to say there could be a first ever England kangaroos test in June? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had one in uh, Parks. We had one in Parks, exactly. yeah. well, we Take it to the bush, Loz. Yeah. Yeah. Take it to the people. It's an option. It's an option, Dean. And I'll put that to the members. <laughs> With you, what members? <laughs> the board members. <laughs> right. Okay. How many board members board are there? Uh, there's about several. There's nine. 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 Okay. You know what? In the fair dinkum stakes, we yeah. G him up. Yeah. And mm. I love Ging up Laurie more than anybody in this planet. Mm. But International Rugby League is incredibly important. 25, 30, 40 years ago, Laurie, it was the main jersey you aspired to. Yeah. Origin has now taken that. Let's be honest. You aspire to play for the Blues more than the Kangaroos. Whether that be right or wrong is up to the individual. Mm. But we have to foster international rugby league, particularly with the emergence of the Pacific Nations. But how? We now have, but we now have more teams in? to pick from. How do you fit it all in, board? Like, again, you can, like, I think it's a great appointment. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not disputing it, but that's my question to Loz as well. Where's, it just seems like there's so much football already. How do we, there's only so much time. Well, post-season, that's the only yeah. legitimate time yeah, that's what to Loz put these tournaments in. Yeah, there is, yeah. isn't any other time to do it. Yeah. No. And, and, and that's the thing, Bulldog too, isn't it? You know, Well, you'd love to see but are you gonna tours get your best coming players, back mid, mid-year and all that type of stuff. It's just not going to happen. Are you going to get your best players end of season? How many people are injured or you've you got to have surgery at some stage? Like, are we going to get to see? Because I think that's the, it's the shop front window for every sport, the best players playing. And... I'd hate to see any sport representing your country isn't the pinnacle, isn't your number one. So I agree. I think we've got to find a way to for every player to to see it like that. That's up to the coaches too, Clarkie. They have to buy into this and say to their players, yes, I want you to play. Yeah, of course. Rather than saying, quietly behind their hand, can you pull out because I don't want to risk you. Yeah, club first. Club first. And I get... That theory as well. Yeah, everyone's jumping sure. into the life raft, to be honest with you. Yeah. But everyone's got to buy in if we're going to make international rugby league strong again. And I'm not saying it's not strong. We've had some great tests in recent years. And the Pacific tests with uh, Tonga and, and Samoa, Samoa yeah. the colour, the atmosphere, the excitement there has given rugby league a real uh, injection. You throw in there, uh, England, France obviously need to be boosted up. There's a core there mm. that can take it to another level. I'm just worried about the management of it all. <laughs> <laughs> now. 
Well, don't be. Okay. <laughs> I'm here to save us. It's in good hands. Proud green and gold. <laughs> the jersey of Churchill, Raper, uh, Langlands. Anyway. Now in the hands of Lurry. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> anyway, let's get All on right. to it. Oh, thank okay. you for your support, dude. Yeah. Pleasure. Ooh. Jared Weir Hargraves. I was going to bring yes. that up first, if you don't mind, yeah, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, announced his retirement. Yet. He's 35. Ah, what a player. I, I think it was oh. in, inevitable. I was thinking about this last night, Mido. Where would he fit in to the greatest ever prop forwards in the Roosters' history? And, of course, it goes back to 1908. The three names when I was just pottering around Google last night were clearly number one, Arthur Beats. Uh, There's a player who we all know called Ray Steer, who played in the 20s, 30s and 40s, always been renowned as a Roosters legend. And I'll even throw in there a little bit of a smoky from the 2000s, Adrian Morley. I think Moz was one of the great props of that era. So where does Jared fit in there, guys? I'd, I'd have him in the top three, top four of all time, in my humble opinion. He's done a lot in the game. He's won premierships. Yeah, no. He's fierce. He's aggressive. Well, perhaps you, overly aggressive sometimes. Yeah, you, you, you can't say that he wouldn't be in the top five. Um, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Here now with some of those roosters front rowers in the seventies when they went back to back. Yeah, I looked at those lorry guys Royce? like a Grand Hedger uh, was in there. Hedger? Royce was more eighties, wasn't he? Royce yeah, Yarliff, yeah. A, a Grand Hedger and Ian Mackay, some old blasts yeah. from the past, but terrific workers. Real Jack Gibson yeah. players of that era got through their work, but I wouldn't put them in that all-time great category. Mm-hmm. With all due respect. Royce Aliff, yeah. legend. He played. But then for they went through that period where they didn't have a lot of success, didn't they? The Roosters. So that was the eighties, nineties. So yeah, you're, you're possibly right. It most would be definitely in the top five, and Jared would definitely be in the top five as well. Yeah. So it's a wonderful legacy he'll leave mm. as um, not only a wonderful player, but in terms of his club, I, I would suggest in the top five, if not top three yeah. of all time. So he's got to play fifteen games to overtake Mitch Orbison's club record. He's played 292 games for the Roosters. Orbison played 306. And, of course, he's suspended for Vegas. So back in round two and would play his 300th NRL game. Remember, he played six games for Manly. I think that was in 2009 to start his career. So he would play, I think it's Souths, ironically enough, in round three for his 300th game. Um, Yeah, what a career. Uh, he has had there and likely headed probably to the Super League maybe at the end of the season. Jarabri Hargreaves. Okay, the Bulldogs, we uh, spoke about it very early this morning, uh, but been fascinated to see when they sort of put their full-strength team out there, who would play where. And we got an indication of that when they put their team out for the trial against the Sharks on Friday night at Belmore. Yeah, I won't dwell on it too much. You guys have touched on it already, but I was a bit surprised, Loz. I would have thought... Uh, Crichton was a walk-up fullback for the Bulldogs, but he's been picked in the centres, uh, which indicates quite that. Soraldo was looking at him as a centre. Were you surprised? Uh, I thought he may have been given an opportunity there at fullback because I thought that's what they bought him for. But once they started to get Blake Taff into the system, Connor Tracy, Bronson Sherry, you've got all these new recruits that you've got to fit them in somewhere and you've got to make the decision what is best for your squad and I, I don't know whether uh, Crichton will start the year as a centre but I'm like you, I think that that's a pointer to where he's going to start because he's been selected there in this trial I think personally it's a good fit, I, I think it looks a stronger team when he's in the centres because Blake Taff I think needs to be 
in the squad. You've still got Connor Tracy to come back into that back line. You've still got Jacob Carraz to come back into the back line. So they've got some depth and real strike there now. There was always that suggestion, though, that Crichton went there because he wanted to play fullback. That Didn't was they the position he's... fullback his... money, Bulldog? Sorry? Didn't they pay him fullback they paid money? Him big money. Big yeah. money. Mm. At Penrith, obviously, Clark, he, he wouldn't get that position because of Dylan Edwards. Yeah, so the theory was he can get big money, fullback money, as you say, and go to Belmore. But he's, look, he's it's all about the, the, the team yeah. and the mechanics of the side. And if they think Crichton's a better do you, uh, do, like, do, When you look at that team, do, do you think it's a stronger team Absolutely. when you look at it with Crichton as a centre? I, I, I do. Because oh, I think you've got to have Taff in there. And he spoke well. I heard him speak yesterday. And, mate, he sounds extremely happy at the Dogs. Mm. So I'd imagine he's not finding out he's playing in the centres today. He'd know where he's playing. And he sounded extremely positive about him personally and the club when he spoke yesterday. Things can change quite quickly. So Blake Taff comes out and doesn't play well this weekend. They might go, well, you know, he's more of a 14 for us than... Than, than a starter, so we'll, we'll put Crichton back. And, and that's the thing with a guy like Steve Crichton. I think you could put him back to fullback and it won't take him long to adjust. Viliami Kickout named in that side too after a disrupted year last year through injury. Yeah. So the dogs are really starting to take shape, aren't they, Loz? I just think they're a few forward short. I, I think they get a few injuries, but their back line is certainly starting to come together. Um, What's a realistic finishing position for the Bulldogs. If you take away the hype, you take away expectation among their own fans, what's realistic? And what do you think they'd walk away from happy with the season? I'm thinking if they can get eight plus wins, eight plus wins, that's a, that's a good season. I reckon they'll get that. So that's not finals footy, clearly. No. Well short. No, I, I won't have them in my eight. I haven't done my eight yet, but I won't have them in my eight. Will you? No. No. No, I, I, and I think that's the thing. You've got to tamper the expectation too. Mm. I, I don't see that as a team that's going to play finals footy this year and, and or win a final, but I see them being better than what they were last year just through the number of players that they've recruited and brought to the club, which will make a difference. You know, 2024 is the 20th anniversary of Canterbury's last premiership. Mm. Can you believe that? One of the greatest mm. club sides in rugby league history, haven't won in 20 years. And there's no blame at any particular person for that. It's just been a a long sequence of failure. And I can understand fully why Dogs fans are getting more restless every year. How's Dom Young travelling, Bulldog? Uh, At the moment, Clarkie, it looks like he's going in for surgery. Um, It's not major surgery. And I don't say that flippantly because anything around the back of the neck... Not good. Is, mm. is clearly serious. It's ligament damage, okay. but the Roosters think if they can get him in early, get it done early, they think he'll be back by, say, round two, maybe round three. So if there is a silver lining, uh, it's not a long-term injury. Mm-hmm. I interviewed um, Toff Sipley yeah. yesterday, Clarky. Gee, what an impressive young bloke. Yeah, come, really, come, really yeah, nice. He came across yeah, really well. Yeah, he spoke very yeah. well. Yeah, happy to speak to the media. Yeah. He was Good genuinely well. um, contrite. He was sorry. Yeah. And I thought, what a lovely young bloke. A real credit well, he didn't to, mean to, to do it. Of course he didn't. That, that, that was just an accident. And I, and I understand why he's been suspended. And I, and I get all that because we're cracking down on, on those type of tackles. But watching it, there was no malice involved in that whatsoever, from, from my point of view when I looked at it. I spoke to a player a couple of weeks ago, Loz. I won't give him up because it was just an off-the-record chat. And he said, I'm terrified now with every tackle because there's two and three in a tackle, 
and I don't know where to put my body with these crochet tackles. Mm. You get twisted and you get mauled and you get prodded and you get pushed and you end up at all these odd mm. positions. If you've got four players in there, including the attacking player, you've probably got 450 kilos rolling around on the, gra- yeah. on the grass well, the and you one, get into these positions. Mm, well, the hard one is because, you know, when, you, when you're getting tackled, you, you're getting taught to sort of roll out of position too, you know, to, to find your front so you can get on the ground and play the ball. Once you roll, if you're in an upright position and you get your back towards a defender, you put yourself in that position of a crusher because the, the, the tackler is there. You've rolled. You've got your head in, his, yeah, okay. in his chest. Once you're coming down, and it's hard what do you, as a what defender. Do you, do, you have, do you just let go as a defender? Well, what you're you going to have to learn yeah, to not you, come down and put pressure on. That's yeah. what you're going to have to learn. But it might not be your call loss in terms of, you might go in with every intention, and it's all about angles. Yeah. But you might get pushed at another angle because yeah, some other blokes exactly come right. in on. But you can't on a drop your angle. weight on him. If, mm. Once if you realise you've got your chest on his head or back of his his, his head, you've you've got to be careful not to drop all your weight. Easier said than done. Yeah. Easier said than done. Now you're going over and staying with the Roosters. Is that right? Yes, I'm leaving tomorrow. Oh, so you're on the Dreamliner. Uh, no, I'm not on the Dreamliner. <laughs> well, I'm going. I'm going Delta. What if they've got a Dreamliner? Delta Charlie Bravo. You're not yeah. going Delta. Right. I'm going Delta. Well, I'm going on the Dreamliner. Oh, oh. I flew Delta in November. Oh, and how was it? You still haven't recovered. You know what? It was really weird. Right? You, still, you, about... you still haven't recovered. I was underwhelmed. You know, I'm on the Dreamliner. I've got to start at the Dreamliner. Are You're you... on the Dreamliner? Yeah, well, I've got to oh. work when I get there. So, Mr. So I'll be, let's I'll be fresh fresh the Dreamliner. I'll be fresher when I get there. I'll be fresher I'll be fresher when I get there. No jet lag. You're two foot taller. Mate, I'll be so stretching. You're on the I'll be doing a oh, Zumba a, class no, on board. There's a gym on board. You'll be fine. Shower, I'll be up there Zumbering away. So you are going the Dreamliner. Pilates. Yeah, Pilates. Mate's got a bit of yoga. Mate, the roosters, they'll be hard to beat. Good money to see you do a Zumba class. Oh, dear. Aerobics. I can see doing aerobics. I just thought you might have been on that Dreamliner board. Mm. No. Makes you look prettier too when you get off. Oh, them. yeah. Do you get a facial? <laughs> I'll be Delta. Very impressive. What do you get on Delta? What do you <laughs> get? What do you mean? What do you Packet get? Packet of salt, vinegar, chips. <laughs> yeah. Compared to the Dreamliner. Well, it doesn't match the Dreamliner, but that's all right. Do you get a drink or you got to take your own? Mate, you know what? I'm a bit more humble <laughs> than about water? than you. I'm not on the IRB board anymore, okay? Don't worry about what plane. Tell me what class you're flying. I'd say I'd be down the back. Economy. What do you mean you'd say? Have you got yeah, your ticket yeah, or no, not? Have you got a passport? Can I give you up? Can I give you up? Can I give you up about yesterday when I rang you? No, I can't remember what I said, but you're not giving me up. <laughs> Everything's off the record. All right, all right. Loose lips sink ships. <laughs> what else we got? Are you, are you dirty that you didn't get the Dreamliner, the IRB, uh, the IRB, the International Rugby League Board story off him? No, he rang me. To be yeah. fair, mm-hmm. I did ring you. He did ring me. Yeah, he does look after me at yeah. times, but there's not much we could do with that one. No, we couldn't. It's not much of a story, is it? I told him he goes, yeah. Clarky, I could, didn't lose any sleep last night missing it. Could be in time if it goes this way. <laughs> Steep decline in international hey, I don't league. have bags under my eyes today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you wrote a little heartwarming story about Mark Bosnich and our old mate Robbie Slater as well the yeah, other day. Yeah, I just thought I'd bring it up. Um, you know, I wrote it. It was on the back page yesterday and it's online at the Telegraph of... Um, Bozza having chest pains after some mm. gym sessions and he was doing some sprint work. Uh, two days in a row, was just beneath his throat mm. and he thought he'd pulled a muscle. He was going to get uh, a massage and he spoke to Robbie and Robbie and Bozza had a quite a well-publicised feud, if that's the right word. Mm. 
And after two and a half years, they've patched things up and they're getting uh, back together. They're as happy as they can be as two friends. But Robbie, along with a couple of other people, including Boz's um, mum, Francis, said, please go and get a check. Mm. He got the check and there were a couple of issues. Uh, they wow. did an angiogram, they did MRIs, x-rays, and he had to get a stent put in. Uh, and it all ends very well. He has claimed he was a ticking time bomb and the potential is there for a heart attack within 12 to 18 months. So I'm just bringing that up this morning just as a medical uh, reason to say, you know, if anyone's out there at our age, we're all in our 50s, Clarky, you're not, middle, you're not. Not but, far away. Yeah, but yeah, just <laughs> keep, keep an eye on it. That's right. Hang on. We're all in our 50s, oh, you're not, you're not. Yeah, I was looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. Go and get no, checked out if you've got any chest pain. No, good I, on you, train, I used to train at the same gym as Boz, and he loves his boxing. And, Matt, he would do 45 minutes and there would be a puddle mm. in the ring from sweat. Like, he trained the house down. So, my God, thank God he's gone and got that check because he, he, he was pushing himself as hard as anyone in the gym. He loves a cigar, Clarky. Oh, does he really? Yeah, I think the quack has told him. Get off them. Get off them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're not good for you. Yeah, okay, I didn't know that. So, anyway, it's a good ending. He's, good man, he's happy now. He's healthy again, and uh, we've escaped what could have been something very intelligent. Very God, yeah. serious. Yeah. Good advice. Good advice. Very intelligent. Thank Dr. you. You know, got checked Thank you. last week. We yeah, went for a bit I've of got a, another check. A bit of an inside scan. Mm. He's all clear, too. All okay. Mm. Yeah, all good. For now. Edward, you go. That part of the body's all clear. <laughs> you're, you're pretty <laughs> regular yeah. with your checks, aren't oh, you? With yeah. what? He's regular with his checkups. Yeah. Mate, I, I'm. Oh, mate, we know. Don't I'm worry, yeah, we know, mate. Yeah. You get an itch. <laughs> yeah. You get an itch, and he's dying of something. Hey, I got a sore leg. I got a sore leg, mate. It's going to go gangrene. They're going to cut it off. No, mate. Mm. It's a pimple. It's going to be okay. Ingrown hair. The dreamliner won't know what hit him when he starts <laughs> complaining about a rash and a sore neck and a sore arm. Safe travels. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, have a good Enjoy. trip. Thank you, troops. Have a good trip. Uh, it'll be a great experience, and um. I'll be in touch. Book your tickets to the Trackside Garden Party on Gosford Race Day, Saturday, 24th of February. So that's this Saturday, and you'll go into the draw to win a double pass to Rock at the Races 2024. Just head to the Entertainment Grounds website to book. That's www.theentertainmentgrounds.com.au. www.theentertainmentgrounds.com. Au. Uh, we're going to talk some Super Rugby shortly. It all starts this weekend, and Dylan Peach, Waratah's winger, is going to join us. How about his story last year as well? He was in Wallaby, wider Wallaby squads through the season, and you remember, pup, during the World Cup, Max Jorgensen went down, fractured his yeah. legs out of the World Cup. Yeah. Peach actually got called up by Eddie Jones. Well, it was the team manager, Chris Webb, who rang him and said, okay, you're in. You're coming in to join the squad. Then Eddie changed his mind. No way. So, you know, he's obviously told the family, etc. Oh, no. Going to the World Cup, joining the squad over there in France. It was midway through the pool stages. I think it was before the Wales game when we obviously got pumped. Hang on, what about... <laughs> Eddie on. changes his mind. Oh, uh, no, no, we don't need you anymore. Like That, that sums up. No, there's some of the more rubbish that, though, surely. that was going on there last year, but he is. Where are the uh, selectors? Ah, uh, well, well, he was an injury replacement. So, but but he was told you're coming, you're you're, and then Eddie changed his mind. That's heavy. So you know that that just sums up some of the stuff that was going on around that Wallaby squad. So you, you feel for the players because you know a lot of these players were put in positions they weren't you know clearly ready for. 
I think the po- and, and their their ability to I guess mentally recover uh, is going to you know it's it's significant particularly well, for some can, of those younger players who are on the cusp. It can go one or two ways, Smith. It can go one or two ways. I, I think the players have actually been very very respectful. I, oh, I, I don't I don't think there's been a player come out and and criticise Eddie publicly that was involved with that World Cup campaign. Um, but I have no doubt, you're right, there was a lot of stuff going on behind closed doors that I'm sure uh, individual players didn't agree with or couldn't understand at the time. But I think they, I think they have all been um, extremely respectful. And, and that's, the, that's the code as well of team sport. You know, I, I, you'd much prefer... Well, I think as a player, you do get peed off when a teammate or there's something in the paper or, you know, what happens inside a change room should stay inside a change room. Um, but, yeah, I, I, think, I think it can do one of two things. It, it, can, it, it, it can end your career. Something like that, a campaign like that at a young age can be so damaging that you might never uh, get another crack or it might scar you so bad that mm. you don't want to be a part of uh, a team like that. But the other thing it does is cause it can inspire you. You want another go. You want to be a part of that team. You want to do better. You want to see the Wallabies have success. So, yeah, it's yeah uh, the future of, uh, of rugby in this country sits in a, um, an interesting place, that, place at the moment, that's for sure. So Dylan Peach will join us shortly. And the Waratahs Outsiders against the Reds that Saturday night. Uh, for the opener, well, the opening week, the Tars are two fifty-five. The Reds are dollar forty-eight or five and a half point favourites at the line. Uh, the Brumbies are a dollar forty, travelling to Melbourne to play the Rebels, whose future looks very, very clouded. They're two dollars eighty plus six and a half at the line. Didn't they pay Friday their bills night. though. The Rebels aren't they back? Bills paid. Oh. <laughs> Not sure where the money's come yeah, from, but bills, are bills paid for. Bills have been paid. I think so. well, they sold tickets on Monday. They opened it up. They had to do a deal crowd. with the caterers. <laughs> that doesn't sound. Like doesn't it. sound it's great. Doesn't. Not a good they're hoping to, to get a white night, but yeah. they're, they're yeah. twenty million dollars in debt. Mm. Yeah, uh, and also terrible news over across the ditch for the Crusaders, who are looking for an eighth straight title. Uh, but they've got a new coach, Rob Penny, who <laughs> failed here at the Waratahs. Uh, he's their new coach. And Will Jordan, who's their superstar fullback at All Black, he's out for the season, the Super Rugby Pacific season. Uh, a shoulder injury is going to keep him out. Uh, and they start the season against the Chiefs, which is a rematch of last season's final. Uh, the Chiefs are $1.46 in favour. It's the Crusaders outside. It's $2.60 plus 5.5 at the line there with Tab. But uh, great to have him on the show. 25 years of age in Wallaby squads, as I mentioned last year. Just couldn't quite crack a debut. You get a, the feeling it's a matter of time, though. Uh, Waratahs outside back. Dylan Peach is joining us. Dylan, a very good morning, mate. How are you? Morning, guys. Yeah, good yourself? Really well, thanks. Tell us about, I guess, the vibe and expectations in this Waratahs squad. Why should fans be optimistic optimistic about this season? Yeah, no, we're really excited. We know we um, well, we've got the we've got the team to do a good job, and now we've got a little bit more depth in that squad as well. I think last year we lacked a little bit more depth, so um, you know, you see all the good teams go throughout the season. Um, they have a lot of depth, so. Yeah, really optimistic, uh, really keen to get down there at Suncorp and have a crack this weekend, but also really keen just for the whole season. Yeah, Dylan, uh, thanks for coming on the program this morning. Mm-hmm. I, I don't look too much into trials, whether it's NRL or um, Super Rugby, yeah. but I, I saw the results 
uh, for the Waratahs. And, you know, they weren't great in the trials, but were the coaching staff happy with what they got out of it? Or are there things that you need to address pretty quickly before this game against Queensland? Yeah, I think a bit of both. But um, with the trial games, as you said, they don't really show much. So, like a lot of the time, we were playing a lot of our young guys just to get them some game time because they won't be playing for a while. So, um, but yeah, no, there's some things we need to adjust, just some strike plays and stuff like that. But um, it's, it's trial games; they don't really stand for much. So, yeah, just keen to get this weekend done. And what about yourself, Dylan? What are your personal goals this year, mate? And again, pretty good season last season. How do you uh, how do you improve on that? I think, I think just enjoying a bit more. I think I, I think last year, obviously, I enjoyed my, loved my job, but um, put a bit more stress on on all of these contentions and yeah. stuff like that. So this year, I'm just really happy. I learned a lot through through being in Wallaby camp from all the boys. So um, just really trying to make my, make the wing position my own and doing it how I want to do it. So instead of worrying about how to kick and all that, I'm not a very good kicker. So just worrying about how to run the ball. <laughs> Yeah, obviously uh, Wallabies is a goal for you this season. But how tough was it to miss out on the World Cup squad last year? And, um, you know, especially after being told you were going to be included in it. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that, 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 was, that was quite tough. But, um, you know, I knew the, the boys there was um, very, very good quality. So it wasn't like I was, um, you know, missing out on anything. But all the boys, um, yeah, it was, it was tough. But, you know, it's what it is sometimes. We were, you know, just keep kicking on. Dylan, how do you feel? We did speak about it just before we had you on. Like, how, how have, do you think individuals have personally reconciled sort of what occurred around that mm. Wallaby setup last year, which you know I'm, I'm sure internally was just so so disappointing and disheartening at times. Yeah, I, I think the the boys definitely learn how to train. Like the boys train so much. So I think that was the biggest thing that um, hit home for me when after obviously seeing them miss out in the pool stages was just I know I knew how hard they were because I've been in there so um, I think for, for talking to most of the boys that were in the World Cup squad they're just really happy to get back to club land and you know really play well have a good, good, good group of lads and just really get stuck in the club land and as far as club land and, and, and the Waratahs are concerned and your coach there Darren Coleman you know to what extent is he sort of changing how you go about it? Can we expect any sort of a change in style this season? I don't think on the rugby field. I think last year we set um, we set too many expectations on ourselves. Where this year we we haven't done that, and um, especially publicly as well. So we're just trying to take it as a whole season. Rather than last year, last year we focused on round one a lot. Um, and focused on getting in top four a lot, and we put a lot, lot, of, lot of pressure on that. But DC's kind of, you know, reflected on that, and we, we're just taking it week by week and just trying to get the best out of ourselves, which I think is a really good change. And you can kind of see it in the way we're going in day in day out, which is nice. What is your favourite position to play, Dylan? I know as a schoolboy you played in the back row, and uh, <laughs> at one point last year Eddie Jones picked you in the wider Wallaby squad as a basically a positionless utility so what is what's yeah. sort of your favorite position uh, yeah no yeah played back around my whole life I've only actually played wing for or been in the backs for three years so it's my first game as a Waratah was my first game as a winger but um yeah it's pretty good pretty crazy but I really enjoy 13 I've played a bit of 13 here and there on the Bar- Barbarians tour last year as well played a bit of 13 I really love getting the ball a bit early. You don't have to worry about the centres passing the ball all the time. So, um, 
yeah, no, I love 13, but yeah, wing, wing's my position at the moment. I'm just trying to make that what I, what I can. Yeah. And, and obviously all sports are looking for people to go to their games and here it's a tough market in Sydney and, and Australia with all the, the football codes. But I see mm. Super Rugby are always trying to make the game a lot quicker. Is there any rules that have changed coming into this season that people need to be aware of? Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> um, no, not that I know of, to be honest. Uh, I think that they're making the speed of, of the scrums a lot a lot quicker and the line it's a lot quicker trying to get more emphasis on further forwards talking about it actually doing it so um, uh, trying to speed up the game there but um, I'm not too sure I should know of all the rules but I'm not too sure about them all Have you met Joe Schmidt yet? Has he been around at training uh, at the various provinces including the Waratahs the new Wallabies coach have you seen him or met him? Uh, yeah I have met him very briefly just shook his hand in the hallway but seems like a nice guy Um yeah, no, it seems nice. seems like he, knows he did a really good job, job in Ireland, so um, I got good praises for him. I mean, it's a, always a good way to start the season when you take on your arch rivals, the Queenslanders. So has it got that intensity to this build-up? Yeah, it does. We, we've, we've talked a fair bit about the rivalry. Um, you know, we've played over, I think, 350 games, and you know, we're lucky to be a good part of the history in the winning side, winning around 250, so... Um, we truly were trying to get that back, and um, oh, we got them over last year. But we're just trying to, you know, there's always a bit more sting when you versus the Reds, which is really nice. Well, Dylan, we really appreciate your time, and have a great season, mate. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you, Dylan Peach. There, Waratahs winger. Uh, as I mentioned, though, he's played everywhere. I remember seeing uh, videos of him as a number eight doing chip and chases scoring tries. So seriously talented. I can't believe his first game with the Waratahs. First game on the wing was his first game with the Waratahs. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So but that's the kind of player he is. Probably shows sort of the, a shows the talent player, he is as well. Talented. Yeah. Play anyway. Seriously got gas yet yeah, great skills. Uh now that game, yeah, Saturday night. He's a Riverina boy too, Loss. Narandra he was born. Narandra. Narandera. Yeah. Is that what the no, no, no. The local it's Narendra. Yeah, it's but not. People, when they look at it, mm. you know, people pronounce are, it that way. Yeah, from Sydney, mm. the big smoke. <laughs> Don't know those country areas, Mido. Went That's for a drive through Narendra on the way to Griffith, actually. What were you doing down there? Just your travel. Yeah, he gets around. <laughs> the old man for a drive. He, he loves driving. Right. As we drive. found out at the yeah. start of the week, he yeah. loves driving. Geez, oh. your old man visits you a bit. <laughs> yeah. Via Maroubra. Righty, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> you too. He's busy. He's Ooh. busy. Looking forward to seeing Max Jorgensen, though, back. Uh, yeah, hopefully he has an injury free run. Yeah. Um, you know, he broke that leg over there uh, in the World Cup mm. uh, squad, and then he did his knee. Um, so he's had a couple of injuries early in his career. Uh, hopefully that's not a sign of things to come. And hopefully he has a, a year where there's no injuries because he's a talented player and very much one of the one of the bright spots for Australian rugby in this country mm. because if they can get him going and humming, um, they've got a player on their hands. 61 minutes gone. Brentford holding Manchester City at this stage. It is still scoreless. Can't say I'm confident Brentford will hold on in the last half an hour, but, gee, City won't want to drop points again here. Uh, but uh, still scoreless. Although, as expected, every time we look up, it seems like City are just on the attack. Parked of us. Yeah, I think Brentford. Brentford is just parked the of us. The bees are parking. Yeah. Uh, 
I love that saying, park the bus. <laughs> Just park the bus. The, the, the IRL board won't be parking the bus. They'll no. be, be going full throttle. No. We'll be aggressive. Yep. All our attack. We'll be Ange poor. <laughs> That's, that'll be oh us. Oh, my God. Brad <laughs> Davidson's oh coming up. Still to come this morning, by the way, on the show. Everything's achievable, Michael. I'm not downing it, but the whole mm. Ange, Baz, James, Frank ball. Just, mate. <laughs> oh, don't start me on Baz ball. What about, How's oh, Baz ball going? What would pup ball look like? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, let's start up. Pup ball. Davo, did you say Davo's coming on? Yeah, he's Get coming soon. On, uh, Troy Grant's oh coming up as well. The IRL chairman, <laughs> Cam McInnes, Sharks forward, uh, will join us as well. Oh, Mitch Man is still no. to come this morning. Just a question from Mark here, Loz, mm. RE Queensland Reds new coach. Did Laurie ever have anything to do with Les Kiss? I, I didn't even know he was involved in rugby. He's been involved in rugby for two decades. Yeah, no. In a variety of Not much of at all. No. 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 Played a tiny, would have played a bit against him. I would have played against days. him, yeah, yeah, early days. Um, Les, I think, was it 82 or 86? He went away on a kangaroo tour and he injured his knee, I think, on the tour and was never the sort of same player after it, but he was a good winger for. Queensland and Australia. He was a mainstay, you know. He's a player that was always first picked uh, as a winger. But then he got injured. And I think he didn't fully recover from that. Mm. Uh, but, you know, played with the Bears. And you're right, he's been a part of the rugby setup all over the world for the last two decades. So um, he's got them going okay at the moment in the trials. But trials are trials. We'll see how they go this weekend. Brad Davison, a very good morning. How are you? Yeah, morning, Jared. Morning, everyone. Uh, now, we obviously had the awful news from the wallet. Well, the wallet camp from Very Elegant and that news yesterday. They also had some other bad news in regards to their Melbourne Cup runner-up, Solcombe, unfortunately, out of the autumn, Davo. Yeah, disappointing news, guys. Unfortunately, yeah, a leg injury there means he's out of the autumn carnival. So, you know, we know how impressive he was in the Melbourne Cup after missing the start. He's obviously got that bad habit of, of missing the jump, but um, you know the way he finished off in that race and, and what he did all preparation um, just showed how how good a stayer he is. But unfortunately, he will uh, miss the autumn. Hopefully, all okay for another tilt at the Melbourne Cup later this year. But uh, look, generally, I suppose those horses do have lighter autumns as it is, um, as spring is generally their, their big sort of target. So... Um, definitely not ideal news, but hopefully he can rest up and we can see him back here for another tilt at the cover in the spring. Uh, barrier draw for the Blue Diamond happened yesterday, Davo. Uh, tell me, winners and losers out of it? Pretty much all winners, Loz. Yeah, all the main chances drew well. Uh, Coleman in barrier seven, Lady of Camelot in four, and Anisa um, in five, who I thought was a bit of the forgive run in the, in the lead-up against Coleman. Um, they just went right back from the... The wide draw there, and, and she hit the line pretty well. Obviously, Coleman was too good, but um, she's going to be able to position up a lot closer on grand final day there on Saturday and get her chance to, to turn the tables. But, look, the, the word out of the Coleman camp is he's absolutely flying. Apparently, his work's been um, super, and, and they're very, very bullish about his chances. I, I still wouldn't be riding off Lady of Camelot, though. Look, she went within, I think it was 0.03 seconds of breaking the Rose Hill track record, and... Her win uh, at Rose Hill there at 1100 last start was was simply breathtaking. Um, the way she 
she led and then looked to be under pressure probably at the 350 and then as soon as uh, she was shown the persuader she just uh, burnt away and, and put three lengths on them very quickly so uh, she ran super time and uh, I think she's got to be a terrific chance there for the all-conquering Waterhouse, Waterhouse and Bot- yeah, they're in the Blue Diamond. Do you, you know how they always say um, oh, a lot of people don't back Melbourne horses when they come to Sydney for the first time does it same sort of theory apply with Sydney horses going to Melbourne? There's always a always a query, I suppose, in terms of them handling that way of going, but it doesn't seem to be the same sort of query, does it? A lot of a lot of people actually see it as a positive. Um, I think a lot of people see Sydney racing as maybe slightly above ability wise than, than Melbourne racing these days. Whether that's right or not, I'm not sure. But a lot of form analysts view it that way, so they actually see Sydney horses going to Melbourne as a as a positive. Um, but look, I'm sure the Waterhouse and Bot Yard would have would have given her plenty of education that way of going to get her, her ready for Saturday and look they've got the the luxury don't they of, of splitting up all their two-year-olds because you know some of them will be going towards the slipper and obviously some towards the, the blue diamond so looking forward to seeing how that plays out on Saturday. Yeah great to see Hippo Adam Hieronymus book for the ride there on Lady of Camelot as well uh, for the blue diamond on Saturday. Now we're back at Rose Hill we've got the Tab Silver Slipper uh, there amongst a good card in prospect on Saturday as well, Dave at Rose Hill. Yeah, yeah, it should be nice and fresh, guys. Obviously, I haven't raced at Rose Hill for a few weeks now. With Randwick taking the brunt of the racing uh, lately, so back there for the the Tab Silver Slipper, as you said, the Millie Fox and a few other feature races. So Espionage likely to to see that horse back. We haven't seen him since winning the the Breeders' Plate. Of course, he beat Straight Charge there, who's won impressively since. So. Uh, looks a, a good form race at, at first uh, glance and has tried well leading in, so he gets his chance to to put his case forward. And um, you know, at this stage, I, I still think Jeep uh, Stormboy is going to be awfully hard to beat. Uh, the way things are, the tracking that trial last week was simply superb. So uh, at the moment, he's awfully hard to beat. But Espionage gets the chance to to put his name up in lights this weekend. You got anything at Hawkesbury today? Yeah, look, it's a, a tricky meeting on the heavy nine track. Um, unfortunately, a bit of a deduction this morning means we've got to take pretty short odds about Santasia, but I thought he was clearly the best on the program. He was beaten by Asiyaka last time out, but they ran really good time. The third horse has come out and won, and the main danger today is first up on a heavy track where he's in the middle of his preparation. He's on his home track, and I think he does look the, the best of the day there, unfortunately, at the short odds, though. Uh, Foxy's running around on Saturday, Dover. Can you do a bit of form on it? And the, I will the do. other horses made in that race, and give me your opinion on Friday. I will do, Loz, and good luck. Looking forward to that. So I'll, uh, we'll have a chat on uh, Friday about that. Beautiful. Thank you, Brad. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. You too. So he's tipped race three, number three, Santasia, and with a deduction for a scratching this morning, now seventy with Tab. Uh, now, Brentford are holding still. Oh, no. You're what? not going to believe it. Just as I've you said that. Too soon. Are you serious? Oh, I, 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 He's too good, that bloke. Like, yeah, the, the <laughs> defender slipped at the black. <laughs> Erling Harland. He's too good. The <laughs> last defender has just fallen over. He's too good. And Harland has just he's, waltzed he's, he's, into right. made him lose one his footing. on one with the keeper. Bad, he's mm. not bad. And naturally <laughs> scored. I can't believe I'm the biggest mock in the world. Seriously. I'll stop anything. Mm. Uh, so, 1 0 City. In the seventy-first minute, City. after just like, where's, honestly, where's he that? from? Uh, Norway. Norway. Do they, do they make the World Cup? 
Uh, are they playing World Cups? No, Norway? Are, are they not, a strong footy nation? Look at him go I here, mean, Look at his speed. No, they're always battling to make it. But, you yeah. know, Europe's hard to qualify. Yeah, I get that. It's but it's a shame if a bloke like that can't go to a World Cup. Well, it's a shame if that defender could just, like, stay on his feet. Mate. Like, seriously, what are you doing, mate? Oh, oh, look at that. Mate, he made him slip. Tried to tap him. Oh, look at the curl. Look at the curl on the ball. It's a good finish, Goodness Look, sake. good touch, oh, that's speed. A, how much is that defender getting and paid? Seriously. There's his 400 million right there. Oh, thank you. Can't believe it. Anyway, Foxy Cleopatra is what I was trying to get to as well. For the Peter Young Stakes, all yeah. in market for Saturday. Yeah, what price? So this is a traditional lead-up to the, well, it's usually the Tab Australian Cup. Mm. One of the very big weight for age races of the autumn, certainly the biggest at Flemington, which has an incredible honour roll. I can't listen to this. Why? Foxy Cleopatra is eight dollars for Saturday. The Peter Young eight dollars. Fourth line of betting. Campionessa is the two dollar fifty favourite from Gold Trip at three dollars, and Pericles at six. Then we've got Foxy at eight. All in. Will you ever have Foxy in your multi again? As she gets up to eighteen hundred. By the way, the Peter Young's. I'm sure it's an eighteen hundred meter. No, well, I don't like having her in because there's too much pressure. I'd rather. I'd rather just back her myself. That's all. (laughs) And sometimes I don't back my own horses. And people go, that's silly. And I go, well, no, prize money. Mm. I'm looking forward to your multi this Friday. Oh, look, oh. the pressure's just... It's just no, nah, it hasn't got to me. Mm. It hasn't got to me. I've only, well, I've only done two this year. Yeah, I know, but you'd, you wanna, you'd like to start the year well. You'd like just a little win just to... Yeah, just like the, racing. Oh. around the corner. Mm. What's happened? Oh, oh, the keeper just had an air swing. Anyway, the Brentford after... <laughs> They're falling oh, apart. Seriously. <laughs>